guys, we're back. Um, I don't know why we're doing this, um, but here we are. Uh, after the last week, I like doing this because, you know, I put out some videos that uh, Twitter has watched like three or four times. <laughs> anyway, this is the random podcast to be named later. Um, I'm Adam, and to my left is the incomparable. The Incredible, The Rabid, Rick Ellis, also known as Danny Fitzpatrick. Hey. Hey, Danny. How are you this week? Great. How are you? Good, good. You don't need to talk that loud into the mic. Just, hey, just a heads great. up. How are you? We're using new mics this week, so Danny might have come up a little loud right there. I apologize. Um, and then to my right, uh, as we said last week, my right-hand man, uh, the incomparable Robert Hall, also Hello. known as Keith Hall. Hello there, fans, uh, all of you out there. So, I don't really know if we, I don't really know if I wanted to go into this or not. So we're both. You're both incomparable. You're both incomparable to me, anyway. That that's just sense. my. That's a personal opinion of mine. You Fair can enough. like it or not like it. Um, I, don't like it. I I'm not a big fan. That's fine. So it's a really high bar to live up to. That's being. fine. I feel like we're already being compared. I mean, you're, you're always being compared in my eyes. Well. <laughs> All right, how do, I, so that we're how off, do I rank? We're off to a we're off to a really good start. Um, I didn't know if I wanted to go into this this week, but uh, we've had a really interesting week in this house. Um, so a couple of days ago, uh, Keith comes home from work and tells me that his uh, job that he works at uh, has been shut down because of a outbreak of COVID nineteen at his office or not his office his his place of employment. My employer. We'll just employer. My employer. Yeah, you know, <laughs> anyone who goes to work has an office, essentially. Some people have an actual office. Some people's office is a cash register. Well, in fa- I do now, in fact, have an office. Because three people uh, have uh, have left due to possible, possible uh, interaction with someone who did test positive One for COVID-19. case. Um, so just in case anyone's wondering, all you uh, people out there, um, I was tested um, and I was tested negative as of this morning. Um, and to be fair, if I have, if I'm testing negative, Keith is probably also negative. That, that would be a fair assumption. Yes. Uh, we pretty much in this house have no, like if one of us in this house got, there's three of us that live in the same house. If one of us got COVID, there's really no way for us to avoid it. Mostly because we're all touching the same stuff. There's not really a way for us to quarantine away from the other two people in the house not a lot of ventilation and when we do when we just talk near each other there's not a lot of ventilation so that's true that would be another that is true so uh that was interesting um they then reopened the next day um if you'd like to know where this place is i will tell you privately but i'm not going to put them on blast on the podcast. Well, no, because all of their loss is my gain. Exactly. Because I am now an assistant manager over there. Ah, congratulations. <laughs> um, there is a place. I'm sorry. Did you have something else you wanted to say? No, no. Okay. I was just a- there because there is a there is a definite place that I'd like to put on blast to start off this podcast, and I'm very upset. Um, it was a somber week for me, as I uh, one point this week I decided that I was going to treat myself to some Jack in the Box, as I have not eating fast food a lot regularly. I've been trying to cut down. I decided I was going to go to Jack in the Box and have a cluck sandwich. Mm-mm. Unfortunately, as I learned from the young lady at the drive-thru, the cluck sandwich is no more. 
So I promptly decided to leave that Jack in the Box drive through because of my sheer disgust at this behavior. Now, did you have to wait in line to leave or were you able to just pull out? Because that is always a determining factor whether I leave or not, whether I have to sit in the line anyway. Well, if I go, you go at around 10, 11 o'clock, which is when I went. When you went. There so. no, wasn't really anyone there. So when I got there, it was mostly just, hey, what can I get for you? So just, I said nothing. Just a normal experience there where you go there and they can't help you and you have to drive away. That's true. Yes. Now, was it advertised? Did they have uh, no, no, no. photos and The photos were gone, but the photos were gone last time I had gone. Yeah. There. See, sometimes you can't go by that. That's true. I would have, uh, I don't think I would drive away. I probably would have picked something else, but I understand your disappointment. Now, they have the chicken there still, though, because they have all their other crispy chicken sandwich. I believe that they do. Um, they do have a new kind of chicken, but uh, that's what I mean. So I, I feel like if like their homestyle chicken is the same as that chicken, then it's possible. I yeah. would ask uh, Brad, but I don't think he listens anymore. Now, is so. it Jack's where they claim the chicken is thicker now? Yeah, they, it okay. is. It is a different. It is a different type of chicken what, uh, that yeah. they've been using. So yeah. my thing is, the only thing that they would not have now would be sauce and. I don't know. I find that suspect they don't have any more of the sauce that they can just put on a button. Like, I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm like, you probably could make it. It's just not on the menu, so you can't order it. I have more questions than answers here. I know. Because what makes them decide to take it away? That's the other. Yeah. It's a promotional thing. So now when they bring it back in a couple of months, everyone's going to go crazy about it. They're all trying to make their own McRib. And I mean, it, it, the McRib is is disgusting. So it, I, I think it's disgusting, but it's the only th- limited thing that I ever hear everyone talk about. Like no one craves for the naked chalupa like I do. The That's naked true. chalupa. Is that is true. I can't fantastic. wait for it to come back. But I'm not sitting around waiting for a McRib. I, I like the bacon club that. chalupa though. That's it's all right. It's you know not, what I miss? The fucking double down. KFG. Mm, the double. See, these oh, are all just, yes. the double down is never coming back. No, that, it's not. It was a it's heart not. attack waiting yes. to happen. But it's it, a gallon I, drink that they use. Oh yeah. my they had, God. The bucket. It was a bucket of soda with the chocolate cake. Sometimes they give away the chocolate cakes for free because they're just sitting in the back. You know, Jack in the Box also has a chocolate cake that's not terrible. Really? Yes. Interesting. One uh, time I did try back-to-back uh, cheesecakes from uh, Carl's and Jack's. Interesting. To uh, compare and contrast. And which was better? Uh, Carl's because it had the little strawberry the drizzle strawberry swirl. Right. Yes. I'm not a cheesecake fan, so Ooh. this is not going to... Yeah. So that tells me you've never been to the Cheesecake Factory. No, I have, but they have mousse cake, which is like a chocolate cream cheesecake. It's very just very rich chocolate, and that is delicious. I do like mousse cake, or... I don't know the exact definition of the cake. But. I would say cheesecake is my top for dessert. Carrot cake. What about carrot cake? <laughs> yeah, I mean, carrot cake I can, can burn in hell. Carrot. See, a lot of people I don't, hate carrot don't cake. like carrot cake. Here's why I don't like carrot cake. And I'm going to tell you just a quick story from my childhood. Talk how to my me. mother, LA Knight over here, uh, how my mother taunted me when I was a child. So my mom makes these, mom, my mom makes cakes a lot, as you would assume looking at me and how fat I am. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> So she makes these cakes and she would use vanilla frosting mm-hmm. and they would always be some kind of devil's food or whatever it was. There was a time in my life, I was about nine or 10 years old when I happened upon a cake at my establishment at my home at the time in New York. <laughs> I looked and I said, Ooh, cake. I grabbed the cake. I cut the cake. 
and I began to eat it. And to my shock, it was a carrot cake, Ooh. something I, as a youth, did not enjoy whatsoever. I promptly, because I was an asshole as a kid, as everyone has seen in this room from my home the videos home of when videos. I was a child, uh, I was an asshole. He I asshole. yelled across the house and said, Mom, what the fuck is this? Hey, Mom, he's Cartman. I don't what think I said fuck. Can I be honest with you? Let me ask you a question. What age is the first time you curse in front of your mother? Oh, it was uh, probably, it would have been around high school, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was still very yeah. awkward yeah. for me. You? Keith? No, uh, exactly that. Yeah. I, but my mother's situation was precarious. So, yeah. like, so, so it was like, a little different. So, where, yeah, because I had I, this thing where it was like, it, I can't explain the way it is with my mom. Like, I'm obviously not afraid of my mom physically. Like, yeah. I don't like, but there's a fear that a mother puts into it's you that you're just, thing, right? it's a respect thing. But it's weird because it's like, the only reason you have to respect her is because she's your mother and she's taking care of you, which is a big, a big thing, obviously. Yeah. But there's like, this weird intimidation that all mothers have over their children where they just have to talk to you a certain way and it gets you. So you're like, interesting. To me, that was my dad. Like I didn't curse in front of my dad till yeah. I was a grown adult. And it was that way. I, yeah, no, he was the disciplinarian and my yes. mom was yeah. the not obvious. Yeah. You know, my mom. So she was not the strict disciplinarian. <laughs> yeah. My dad was a little different. Like I, I cursed in front of him more often, but still not, but I always assumed he'd beat my ass. So, yeah. So I didn't that curse on my mom, but I was very upset. Yes. And I said, what is this? And she said, it's carrot cake. And I was like, I never want to see this again. So recently, over the last couple of months, my mom has begun to make carrot cakes again. Reintroduce it. Reintroduce it into the world. And I have strictly said, I'm not interested. And she's like, why? And she's like, you never tried it. And I said, mom. I have. <laughs> I reminded her of the incident to where I tasted a cake I was not familiar with. And we, you know, we covered that base again. But yeah. Now... My least favorite, and I want to know if either of you have ever had this, baklava. It's not really a cake, but it is disgusting. I got it from Greek chicken one time, and it was great. I've heard of it, but I, I didn't cannot, know it was, I didn't know what it was. It's like a dessert like that, and it is terrible. It's Russian, right? Or Greek, Greek I guess. I guess. I guess. It's Greek, it's got it, a Greek it, chicken. Yeah, definitely that European, but I, I can't even tell you what it is because it's so foreign to me, but it was terrible. Sarah, when you hear this in like three weeks, can you please tweet at randomcast? You don't have Twitter anymore. Uh, send us a, a thing on Instagram. Instagram. There you go. And uh, which we are now also on. Yes. At randomcast. Danny set it up. For some reason, and I don't know how this happened, our old account, the yet to be named podcast account, is it's on a, it's we can't get it. We can't back in, get back into it. No. We tried the whole uh, the number thing. It's my number. I look, it's my number. So I clicked it. I did not get the notification. The email is something something at cox.net yeah. or something like that. And I can't even imagine no. what that no. is. So anyway, that's it's for the best. Whatever. That's, yeah. So Start we have a new, a new one. Uh, I've been posting videos. I recently acquired a video editing software on my iPad. Very good job, by the way. Thank you. I've been really uh, testing out my abilities and skills. Um, hopefully now knowing that we're going to make these videos, we can strive for some more little uh, snippets of audio that we can bring out to the universe and the world. Well, I think mom, what the fuck is this? Is a perfect mom. What the fuck is this? And if I could, I'm going to ask my mom, if she could send me a picture of her holding yes. a carrot cake <laughs> and then she will, 
she will be part of your pod- part of the podcast, <laughs> even though she she has no idea that I'm doing this, and she probably wouldn't have interest even if she did, because we don't talk about NASCAR on here, and that's not something that I'm ever going to talk about. I saw a big crash the other day, man. Yeah, I was um yesterday morning. I got a text from a friend of the show, Devin, asking. He's sending me a picture of he's watching the Daytona 500, which oh, was geez. yesterday. And he said, are you at your mom's? And I responded, no question mark, which I think is the universal sign for why are you why asking are you me asking that? Me? That's a stupid question. Yeah. He's like, I thought maybe she forced you over there. And I've almost said, first of all, no one forces me to do anything because I'm 35 years old. And why? Second of all, it's, they're like, and then he's like, I thought, I think it was the Super Bowl for them. I'm like, I'm sure it is, but they don't watch the Super Bowl when I want to watch the Super Bowl. So, so why, why would I go watch their thing? I find nothing appealing about NASCAR. Nope. There is nothing about that that appeals to me at all. I, I respect anyone that likes it. If that's your thing, that's great. But please, please don't try to force it on me. My mom has like tried to get me to go to races with them. Yeah. And I'm like, I find nothing appealing. Oh, just the atmosphere of being there. And I'm like, the atmosphere of seeing a car go by sometimes <laughs> has no appeal to me whatsoever. It's cars going in circles. It's just steering left. At least with wrestling, I can explain it. It's like, it's a show. It's like going to a show. Do you like going to shows? Do you like going to Broadway plays? This is Broadway, but it's just a lot different. It's it's a different atmosphere. I mean, I'd be going to NASCAR just for the sole purpose of seeing a seeing crash. a crash. But that you, would be it. it but sometimes you don't even get to see the crashes oh, of course, yeah. because depending on where you're sitting, you only see one part of the yeah. race. You have no idea what's yeah. going on in the rest of the race. You have to wear a thing to know what's going on. To me, that's like people Headset. though who go to hockey games to see fights. I'm like, if yeah. you want to go see a crash, just go to a, one of those derbies where the cars yeah. just crash into each other. I've been to hockey games. Like, I'm not the hugest hockey fan, but I've been to them and they are enjoyable. When you when you live, they are fun. But yes. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to go to a hockey game for fights. I'm going to go watch a UFC show if it comes exactly. to town yeah. for yeah. fights because exactly. I'm just like, I'm not, I'd watch hockey if I were a hockey fan. So I don't know how I got on that tangent about that, but uh, fucking carrot cake. Carrot yeah, cake, so man. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. Um, Danny, did you do anything special? I would recommend you to try the carrot cake <laughs> if you ever get an opportunity to do so. I know you won't, but if Is this, you do. Do you change in the topic? Um, no, it's just me being a smart ass. Oh, okay. Uh, no, we mostly celebrate it because it's my son's birthday. I did see that. Um, so, I sent him a Margo Polo. Yes. Which I apparently he just responded Happy birthday to me, yes. even though my birthday <laughs> was a month ago. Thoughtful person. <laughs> so no, that that was pretty much the big the big uh, thing for that day. Do you have so, a bunch of people over? Uh, no, a little party. No, uh, we're gonna do a combo party, I believe. That would be against the rules. It would be, but we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> Am I invited? Oh my gosh! You'll get a text. Okay. When I find out the details. Uh, and listen. If you do invite me to your child's birthday party, just do me a favor. Just send me a suggestion on a gift because I will get him a gift because I don't like being, I don't like being that guy that goes to a kid's birthday party. and I don't bring them a gift. I would love to get him a gift, them a gift, both of them. Sure. You're going to do a dual birthday party. It'll probably be a dual. I think it is a dual birthday. That'll be fine. And I will get gifts for both of them. Now, sometimes we say no gifts. I think this one will be gifts. It should be gifts. But even if you told me no gifts, I'm going to bring a gift anyway. And you're going to tell me what to get you. Carrot cake. Not you. Nah, there'll be no carrot cakes involved. And now and now you're going to tell your wife to make a carrot cake for the she, birthday. She doesn't like carrot cake either. You know what? So she won't. That's why she's my friend. Yeah. You know, like I said, the, the what's the word? The, the hierarchy, right? Of, right. Of cakes or pies or whatnot. It is not in the top five. 
it no, would no, not no. be on a Mount Rushmore. It would it would probably be like a tier three and like sure. that mid grade. Yes. Like it's whatever. So it would be the last person to get a vaccine, basically. No, that would be baklava on the very bottom, like tier five, just like there's a tier just, five for that's the vaccine. Just, no, that's just trash. Like you don't even get a vaccine. What about a uh, flan? Any flan? I've fans never here? had flan. Okay. See, now you're naming stuff you get at restaurants on dates, and I've very rarely wow. been on restaurants where wow. I take a date. Uh, there you go. So anyway, that was that was sounds that's like a very exciting Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day. Yeah. Uh, which makes it easy for me. Like no gifts exchanged. No, absolutely. Don't have to get flowers and stuff absolutely. like that. My wife is very uh, not. Uh, romantic in that sense of okay, like, so is, she, oh, is need- she is she not romantic or has she just gotten to the point where she doesn't expect you to no, be romantic? No, no, no. She, okay. We decided a long time ago not to. Because you uh, strike me as a romantic. Um, I like to surprise her with stuff occasionally. But yeah, because but. by the way, ro- romance ro- romance is not necessarily just getting flowers or like doing all that shit. Sappy right? shit. Yeah, romance yeah. is literally just like doing something spontaneous yes, when yeah. you don't expect to do yeah. anything that like that can be romantic in its own way. It doesn't have to be. I hate Valentine's Day. Yeah. Even when I was in relationships, I hate it because the expectation, it's, right? It's, ex, it's the expectation. And then like, oh, I saw Corey Graves talking about this on his podcast with uh, Carmelo. Where he's talking about Valentine's Day is just like you're setting a bar and there's no possible way for me to hit that bar. No. So it's just going to lead to an argument. Yes. Or if you do hit that bar, then the next year you have to then top that bar exactly. and then top that bar. And it, you eventually. And I feel like Valentine's Day is very one sided. Yeah. Yes. A lot of it falls on the man. Yeah. The like is, you have to. You're you're there to impress. Like you got to do it. And like, the thing is for me, and this is not me tooting my own horn. I'm trying to put myself over. So don't think that's what this is. But like when I'm actually in a relationship, which requires a lot from like my brain to want to be in one, I will make effort often. Like it won't just be oh let me wait for your birthday yeah, or for yeah. Valentine's Day. Like I literally took an ex to a Laker game. Yes. I would do. I would take her to just random places on days that had nothing to do with anything. It was yeah. just the day that we were able to do stuff. Like so, it's not. And that I think helps set the bar for va- like a Valentine's Day where you're like, well, he's good all the time. So yeah. like, if it's not perfect, then okay. Because I've heard this for years. Like when I tell people, oh, we're not doing anything for Valentine's, they're like, oh, your wife's gonna be pissed. I'm like, no, trust me. Like mm-hmm. we've already cut, and she's not the type to. You know, like, oh, I, I don't want a gift, but when I don't give her a gift, oh, where's the like? Yeah, it's not. Like, yeah, she's yeah, she's not secretly hoping like and after she almost telling gets you the opposite. If I do yeah. get a gift, almost because because then because like, then she didn't get from, you one. Yeah, and that, then it turns into too, that. Yeah, because yeah. I got her like a a Mother's Day gift last year, which mm-hmm. is kind of like if anything, that's kind of when I do it because Mother's Day and her birthday is usually a couple days or like a week yeah. different. So it's like I usually try to do something then, but Valentine's Day is just really another day but um i spent my valentine's day as everyone saw on twitter if you paid attention i was live tweeting the nxt takeover vengeance day show um could they not use uh the what was the original i don't think name? i don't think they can say valentine's day massacre in 2021 i don't know uh, why it's a yeah, great fucking name the massacre massacre name. invokes yeah <sighs> yeah it's, political, i yeah. hate the world we live in today yeah. That is such a great name. Um, it is. It, it is. Was, it yeah. was awesome. It's, a good name. it's a sad they only used it once. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, it was a show. It was fine. I, I feel like, I don't know. There's just something about wrestling right now that to me, even when it's good, I don't get excited about it. There's just that feeling of like, I'm watching these people on Twitter talk about like the opening match, which was like a women's tag. And yeah. 
everyone's going nuts saying this matched incredible. And I'm like, it's okay. Like, yeah. it's not bad. Like the standout match of the show was Pete Dunn and yeah. Finn Balor. Like that match was fucking incredible. I did and start I, that match. I got, I will finish it's, it. It's, yeah, it's, it was really without, without a, uh, there, there are people in that building. They're like a real crowd now, but it's like, they're very quiet. Like it's not, yeah. it's not the normal loudness of, that you'd expect from a takeover, but that match yeah. just as a whole was awesome. And it had a big uh, yeah. show end angle, which was the uh, beginning of the end of the undisputed yeah. era. So I feel like Kyle O'Reilly is about to finally show a lot of WWE fans what he'd shown a lot of people on the indies yeah. and in ROH the last couple of years before he left. So I think Kyle O'Reilly is by the end of this year will be looked at more as a big time player in WWE. And that's good because very he good. is a yep. very, very talented guy. And, uh, Adam Cole obviously is Adam Cole, so yeah. Feel bad for Fish, probably the most, right? I, I don't know what's going on with Fish. He was not part of the show and angle. I don't know if he's injured. I don't know if he has COVID. I don't know the situation. This is the problem when you don't watch week to week. You don't really know what's happening. Right. So that also could be something that's lost on me. In some of these matches, there could be a thing I'm missing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I thought Gargano and Kushida was very good. Um, I'm. I haven't been watching a lot. So again, I'm not used to Johnny as a heel. Yeah. It's a very surreal experience. It's very interesting. Uh, listening to people boo him, even if it is kind of feels like it's being force fed to them. But yeah, the, the show was fine. I uh, will probably do it again this Sunday for elimination chamber. That is something I've probably know more of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I have been watching SmackDown because of the head of the table, the big dog. Roman Reigns. It is certainly very different when you just watch like a show and you just, you go into it not knowing much any, yeah. like and you're just watching the matches. Like trying to watch to just wrestling in yeah. 2021 not it's, knowing story. Like you're just watching for wrestling, but the fact there's no crowd there, yeah. it takes you out of something. Yeah. I think I agree with that. But the, but but like the Rumble, it's easy to get into without yeah. a crowd because oh, yeah. it's the Rumble and who cares. Um, and you know the story. Like I know the, the story. Yeah. I know what's going on on Raw and SmackDown because I see tweets. Stuff I need to know. Like, I don't yeah. need to know what Lana's doing. No. I, the next person that tweets about the my whole thing with Nia Jax, I'm going to fucking block you because it's not funny. Mick Foley said it's the next Austin 316. And I am quickly reminded Whoa. of the amount of concussions that that poor guy has gotten. It sounds so dumb when you say things yeah. like that. Like, that was not funny in the least. She's not a talented person at all. And it's just something I just, I wish hadn't gotten the momentum online. Well, it's like we talked about last week. And I think it was off the podcast, but Keith and I were like, I wish wrestling could be taken a little bit more. Uh, if it was taken a tad. tad bit more seriously. Just, and then someone did that compilation video of like Bubba saying, oh, my balls. And then the TNA, I don't know who she was, but she's like, oh, my vag. And then like it shoots. The yeah. night and I'm like, to me, that's not entertaining and that, that is just me like i get there's a market people do like that but for I mean, me yeah, I mean, i'm not entertained by it but it's definitely aimed towards a younger audience wrestling yes. in general so we're going for children so. i mean some of the memes i i did i did laugh at that was that was funny to me but the the actual thing itself like but that's the world we live in nowadays where you're doing something just to get the memes and stuff afterwards i think trying yeah. to go viral that's yeah. when I see that, that's kind of what I think. I'm like, they did that just so they can get more. Yeah. I don't know how you could possibly say that that's yeah. the next 
Austin three sixteen. Ow my hole. I have you seen it? Did I you, did you see it? Like I saw this week's on SmackDown where she it happened again where she was on the ropes and she fell and then and that's the thing too. They beat it into and, the ground and like let, like Titus when yeah. he slipped right. They had to like. Oh, then he kept that on. Yeah, oh, that was but the original but one was funny. It was, but I yes. think after you start, yeah. So as of now, there's only uh, five matches on the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view on Sunday, so it might actually be a quick show. It might be an easy watch for me. Um, I really liked the one thing they did this week that was different, where uh, they tried to put Roman in the chamber, and Paul Heyman said, the contract doesn't say he has to be in the Elimination Chamber match. It just says he has to defend the title at the Elimination oh, okay. Chamber. Yeah. So now he's going to face the winner of the Elimination Chamber after the right chamber, after yeah. the match is over. Which is, yeah, that's a great heel thing, and then it doesn't hurt the baby face too much when he loses to Roman. Yep. The guy. Is the Chamber nowadays, like, is it usually for the title or no? It's been so different the just, last couple of years. Yeah. It's been so ra- Like, I feel like this year, like, they're doing the thing this year where they're having both titles, like, involved, yeah. whereas the last couple of years it was, like, whichever brand the Royal Rumble winner chooses that other brand is going to have a match for the number one contender spot. Yes. And then the other brand will have the guy who has the title defending it against, you know, yeah. but Edge just did a promo where he basically said, it doesn't make sense for me to announce it because I want to see what happens at elimination chamber. Yeah. Again, another smart move psychology wise by a wrestler. I just really nervous. They're going to take the title off of Drew and give it to Orton so they can do Orton and Edge. And I'm like, that would yeah, really suck for Drew. Like, yeah. I don't know what they would do for Drew in that scenario where that, which would be, there would not be anything they could do that would even be close to what a title match. Would and be. as much as I enjoyed every Edge and Orton match there is, like, it's like, it's time to do something else. I would rather have Edge versus I would, Roman. I would like yeah. to see Edge versus some of the new yeah. talent he yeah. didn't, wasn't able to work the first time around. And now he's working Orton. And I'm like, we've seen it. In the 2000s, I do feel like a dick for saying this, but I'm like on in lieu of that. But it's like face Orton 12 times, you might get hurt on the 13th time and never get to and never get. Yeah, I mean, my God, so him and AJ, that's a dream match. That'd be freaking. I mean, I don't know if they're on the same shows, but that'd be freaking great. I'd love to see that. Him and Brian, like, there's just so many. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to see him because all you've seen is him and Orton so far. Yeah. Except in the rumbles and whatnot. Yes. But yeah, but that, those are yeah, those are little spots. But but I feel like he's at the point now where he doesn't have to play it necessarily safe. I get when you first come back after nine years, like you want to work with someone familiar. Right. Yeah, you're familiar at this point. Yeah, you, you know. So you, yeah, you at this point you can either go and you're gonna make yeah. the, you're gonna do this or you're not. Yeah. Yeah. So follow us on Twitter at the Random Cast and uh, maybe on Sunday. I will be live tweeting. I will not if there's a kickoff show, guys. I'm not going to be live tweeting the don't kickoff do show. Shit. I don't what? care. I could care less about the kickoff show. You, you don't care what Akira Tozawa's doing. He's winning the 24 seven title from Bad Bunny, probably. See, <laughs> is he still in the ninja suit thing? Apparently, there you go. I I just threw a name out there. I didn't even know if he was still in the company. He's still in the company. Uh, he survived the for cuts him. for some. He good for He's making a little bit of that money. Yep. All right. So a couple of uh, quick things I just want to talk about real quick. Um, we'll get through these and then we'll get to the big stuff. Um. This is more for Danny. Sorry, Keith. Yeah, but, that's uh, fine. Danny oh, started watching Shit's Creek. Fucking knew you were going to ask me this shit. Did you like it? Yes, I did. I laughed, uh, but I can't remember the episodes for the life. It doesn't of me. matter. It doesn't that, matter. The, the conversation is not about okay. the episodes or whatnot. Then I, then I'm good. I but barely I remember. Laugh. Yes. Do you? So, who's your favorite character thus far? So the dad, I, Eugene Levy. Yes, I, I've always been a fan of his work. Yes, from the American Pie series, obviously. Uh, he's very funny. So mm-hmm. now. 
were they are they that's his son dan levy correct is plays okay. david is his son okay and the girl who works at the diner twyla that is yes. his daughter okay okay so, so that's interesting and the, Just, the mom from home alone who is the yes, mom yes yeah uh she's been a friend of that family for i guess forever and that's why she was cast in the show that's pretty cool like everything is yeah it, yeah. it was a canadian show and they brought it yeah. to america but yeah dan levy is um very funny. He recently he just recently hosted SNL where Eugene Levy also yeah. made an appearance. Um Yeah, I like the show a lot. It's a very underrated show. I don't think it's underrated anymore. I think it's become pretty yeah. popular amongst the consensus of people, but uh Yeah, it's one of those I've always seen the gifts of it, but I never The mom will it. grow on you. She's yeah. very funny. Like when the show started, I was not a fan of her. But uh as the show goes on, you'll become more of a fan yeah. of hers. But uh yeah, I I like I like David yeah. The son a lot. And Eugene Levy is funny. Yeah, yeah. It's but yeah, the the show kind of it starts slow and then they kind of get hit their groove and yeah. then once it gets going, it becomes very funny. So it was one of those shows that there was literally nothing else on TV at work, and we were like, oh, put this on. And then like halfway through the episode, I was like, Oh, that's pretty funny, actually. Were you so, howling inside? I was, definitely. Uh I don't think there's many other people on the show you would have seen before. The the guy uh who works at the uh the sheriff, whoever whoever he is, the owner, the mayor of the town, whatever, is the guy from a uh, scary movie. He's been a bunch of other shit. Okay. He was on, he was yeah. on How I Love Your Mother. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Lily's dad. Lily's dad. Yeah. He's he's one of the main characters in the show. He's funny in his own way. But I'm glad you watched it. Yeah. Keith's never watched an episode. I don't think. I suggested yeah. it. It's, I think Keith would like it too. There's a thing about David that I don't know if Keith would ever get past, and I think we all know what I'm talking about. And I'm surprised it doesn't. You got past you. That's it's not true at all. I watched four seasons of Six Feet Under with Dexter, uh, Michael C. Hall, and he plays a flaming. Oh, he gay plays a gay character. In oh, yeah. Show? Okay. Well, I have no uh, problem. Yeah, Dan Levy is not playing a gay character. He's a gay guy who's playing a gay, playing a well, bisexual, no, but the whole, bisexual but, but, character. But your whole point was that I wouldn't want to watch it. The no, 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 no. Gay, I was just kidding. No, Keith yeah. is not a homophobe at all. So I don't want people to think that. For anyone listening for the first time, I don't want Keith to think his, people think Keith is a homophobe. That's kind of fucked up. That would be bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, his, his character is just very like uh, boisterous. And, you know, it's sometimes people don't like loud sure. characters on yeah. shows. And this is what it is. Yeah, I mean. Um, I've never watched it, so I literally, yeah, I literally couldn't say. I don't even know why I put this on here, but I put it on here. They're remaking Face Off. Yes. Oh yeah. no, I'm so pissed. I saw some memes of people who were like suggesting people for the movie, and I saw some, and then they were just awful. Now, okay, so let me ask you a question. It's, it's real, not a movie that opinion. was even so good that it needs so to that's be my, remade. That's my opinion. Did you like the original movie? Not an. Any way other did. than this, like kitsch, like oh, this is so stupid. It's kind so of stupid way. and so it over is. the top. It I is. love it, yeah, but, but that's why like, you can't. But like, remake you can't it. remake like, it. I know. Like yeah, because yeah. those two were perfect for that. But I don't want to see it again. But like, when it's on, I see it. I'm like, ah, it's okay, now because who's gonna be the new caster, Troy? Like, I mean, we're doing that scene. Wow, cast the Troy, baby. Like. It's just going to be a copy of whatever Nicolas yeah. Cage's ridiculous over the top nature is. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to see it. I don't want to no. see it. No. Yeah. There's some movies that don't. You just need to not. Most it. times, I think if a movie is either really good, it doesn't need to be remade because it's so good. And if it's bad, it doesn't need to be remade because <laughs> I don't want to see it again. They're, and they're like, they're, I don't. I'm not a big fan of remakes. They're like, remaking. A, they're doing like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith TV show. 
where Donald Glover and yeah, I saw it. Yeah, uh, someone neither one of you would know uh, is on it, and I'm just like, I another yeah. one. Yeah, I just I don't know if they can come up with original ideas. Don't anymore. they have the Queen Latifah shows like Equalizer? Equalizer. It's like the Denzel movie, but yeah. it's not. It's, 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 it's her doing it. And I'm just like, it's man. Like, like these fucking lame, uncreative like. Hollywood shit. Now that's I how mean, I felt with like Back to the Future because I was always terrified that they would remake oh, that. Dude, I'm shocked they, they will not. They I know will at some point. they have it in a contract apparently that they can't make it as long as they're still alive. Like oh, the producers. Which is great. That's great. Now I don't know if that's true or not but. But that's not great because at some point they're going to die. Well but it's going to yeah but I mean, I mean but it's going to yeah. be remade at some point that's anyway. Up, but I'm but like at least at it's going to hold off at least another 20 years. Yeah. All of them have no, to still be alive. Yes. There is one movie that I, did, I do believe my whole heart needs to be remade. And that's, I want them to finally make a Super Mario Brothers movie that's good. Yes. Okay, that's, that's, there are some, there are some, because you can see a movie that, you know, that would be a great movie. And they, Hitman is one I always Max go like. Payne. Max Payne. Like, I've never understood. These- they made Max Payne and then weren't there like demons in the movie? Like yes. something that had nothing to do with the game yeah, at all? It was yeah. so weird. It, it was not good. It's like the Hitman movie. It is such an easy movie yeah. to make. I don't know how you don't just make that movie like the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, it's a love story now. I'm like, wait, wait, what? what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you have to try to get the the niche of the, 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 the date movie. And I'm like, you know, not everything has to be a date movie. Sometimes... Guys just go to the movie with their buds. It's a cool action movie. Yeah. We'll be like, okay. We went and saw Joker. I would never take anyone on, on a date to see Joker. Joker's a movie that I'm like, who am I going to see this with? Yeah. Keith and Danny. Not, yeah. Saw. We do not, you're not going to take your. I just want to let you know that another I was remake on HBO Max the other night and all of the Saw movies are now on HBO Max. Ah. All of them. Good. Well, they are remaking it and it's coming out they're not pretty. Remi- they're not remaking it. It is, it is a. Re- yeah, it is a. It hasn't really been explained. It was. I guess you're gonna find it when you see the movie. It's basically like a soft reboot, but it's not like they're not changing the story of what the other movies are. It's just a continuation of it. I guess I don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know. we'll find out. I am very happy it is on HBO Max, though. I will definitely be watching it. Yes. Do you have HBO Max? Yes. Oh, okay. All the Saw movies are there. That's awesome. Um, Chappelle Show is also on there now. So. Favorite Saw movie. See, I was literally about to say we should rewatch it and do a rankings because I can't do it off the top of my head. Well, you they you would be seeing you would be seeing some of them for the first time because you the, never saw the only last one. The last one, yeah, the seventh one is the only one I haven't seen because I got to the point where I just got annoyed with the story. Yes, yeah. like after six, I'm like, all right, you have a, a few too many like movies we're making here. What about favorite character? Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. He's the only character that they ever delve into with any kind of deep, like... See, uh, Hoffman is my favorite. I always forget. Is Hoffman the bad guy? That he yeah. he is the, the cop who ends yeah. up He looks like the, Dexter's dad, and that's yeah. what I always think of, and he's not Dexter's dad. No, yeah, Jigsaw definitely, yeah, would be yeah, my yeah. favorite. Um, or, so fun yeah. fact, he's a Little League coach. In real life, Jigsaw. Oh, just, I, well, I still also he also is your grandfather. I still, yeah. I was literally about to say, that I still remember your yeah. grandpa who looks just like him and is eerily similar. I'm yeah. just like, uh, so the one thing before we get to the Mount Rushmore that I want to talk about was, uh, I know neither one of you have seen it, but uh, I watched the Yokozuna, yeah, icons documentary on the network, which I highly suggest to anyone who is interested in like the history of this particular person it's about an hour and a half it's not it's not a long watch but it's actually i i like when i see that when i go on the network and i see something like an hour and a half i'm like they put some work into this so i like 
when you see the like the day of the Royal Rumble shit and it's like 33 minutes, yeah. you're like, this is like a, a sitcom episode. It's not going to have yeah. any kind of effort put into yeah. it. But man, the story of this guy is just so fucking crazy. Like growing up, like if you, when you were watching wrestling, like Yokozuna was Japanese. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> right. And then like <laughs> when you found out one day, you're like, he's a Samoan. You're like, wait, what? Like, it's crazy. And he's like a part of that family, the Anawai family, like Roman Reigns, Rosie, uh, Rikishi, the Usos. Umaga. Like, Umaga. Yeah. Like this whole like family just like, yeah. they. and then there's like a part where they talk about the WrestleMania nine match where like, you don't even think about it. You're like, wow, this was a big day for that family. This was really the first time. Yeah one of those family members had gotten to the main event spot. And back then you were like, it's a Japanese yeah, guy yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. in the main event. <laughs> and then like, they talk very like it paints Hogan in a really bad light. And Hogan's even on the documentary painting himself into a bad light. Well, when is he ever in his own words, painted he, himself into a he bad literally light. <laughs> comes on the documentary and starts talking about how he's like, yeah, I don't really remember exactly what happened. And then he goes on to describe exactly what happens when he's like, yeah, I was just talking to Vince and I was going to do a movie or something. Yeah. I was like, hey, how's the main event going to end? He's like, maybe I could come out and win the title after. And that's how he, I'm like, oh my God, like Hulk Hogan is such a piece of shit. Like I, I, I think that's the only, because it was him and Brett before, right? Uh, Yokozuna and Brett. Yeah. And then Hogan came out. Yeah. I think. Uh, Brett and Yokozuna is the only Yokozuna match I probably have ever seen. And let me just take a quick second to uh, talk about Bret Hart. Don't do Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah, no. It's oh no, I'm at the table and they bang oh, on the okay. table because the mics are on the table. Um, Bret Hart takes a moment in this documentary to just fucking bury Yokozuna and then also call him a friend in the same sentence. He does he, that a lot. He talks about yeah. the WrestleMania Nine match and. This didn't need to come up, but he talks about how in the match, uh, Yokozuna forgot like half the match or he got too gassed and they like had to like cut like half the match. And like, it's just one of those things I'm like, you don't have to do that. Like yeah. you don't. And like, he does this thing where he compliments him and then does like really passive aggressive stuff about him. Like, dude, you don't have to do it. He's done that very, he does it so often, often where it's people like, how can we don't like Brahart, man? He's like, He's a legend icon, like because he takes every chance he can to trash people who he even respects. Like it's just, I don't know. I just, I can't stand the way he acts in these interviews. Sometimes so holier than thou, acting like he's never done anything wrong in his career. Yeah, it's it's like he he has to step on somebody else to make himself look better he when he doesn't sure, have to. Like he has he, to make sure you know that, that yeah. the reason that match wasn't yeah. perfect, it wasn't his fault. Wasn't his fault. Yeah, That's, he, he yeah. you have to know that he's because very he did insecure. That with Boy for the SummerSlam match, he was like, "Well, Davy was fucked and he couldn't he couldn't remember." Like I'm like, no one needs. We we could tell. Yeah, look <laughs> the people who watch yeah. wrestling who watch wrestling to the point where they're gonna watch these documentaries. Yeah. They know why the match went poorly. They know that it was because of Yokozuna. Unless you're like Eddie Guerrero, who you can never tell. I'm like, hey, did you know Eddie was super yeah. high when he wrestled um, the Mania? <laughs> yeah, so at one point in the documentary, they talked about he, he was uh, 700 pounds at one point oh right, my before he died. Oh, my God. That is and so it, big. It goes back to the conversation we had at the end of last week's podcast about the 1,000-pound sisters. Yep. I know people love these shows, and I'm like, this is why I don't love these shows, because... This guy was in bad shape to the point where they constantly had to try to get him help. Like, he's the first wrestler of that. Like, he's one of the only wrestlers from that era who died but had nothing to do with drugs. Yeah. 
he just like they're like we had to get him help and when they say get him help they literally just mean we had to try to find a way for him to not eat 80,000 calories a day or whatever the fuck it was that he would eat because like literally they're talking about how he's nodding off in the middle of conversations and I'm like that's not a good thing like food and not drugs they're so self uh, self destructive yeah that is just and trust me you can't help someone I've been there with the food self destructive part where it's like I don't care if I if I have a pizza and Taco Bell today I don't give a shit like but it's never been so bad that you're eating enough food for 20 people i will yeah because i feel like shit afterwards like yeah i don't know how you can eat that much food and not i do utter literally like me like maybe if i ate an entire pizza and you wanted me to eat something else i'd have to purge before i could eat something else like i'm just like no that seems impossible but that's how literally how you get to 700 pounds you just eat yourself there fuck yeah so i know you guys haven't watched it if you got time i would suggest watching it it's a good watch it's it's interesting. Um, now, uh, timeline-wise, was he around when you started watching? I'm I'm trying to picture when. I because what was that? Ninety four. He was around. Ish. He got fired in ninety seven. Okay. So yeah. he was around when I started watching, but it was more of like, as you see in the documentary, that's the part where he was so fat they threw him with Owen. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. when you see him teaming yeah. up with Owen, is literally because he was so fat he couldn't he wrestle could. by himself. He needed anymore. someone to work. He needed Owen to do. And Brett even talks about in the thing he's like Owen knew he'd have to do oh, yeah. everything yeah. like and Owen I'm sure was okay yes. with that yeah I mean I've seen some of it just from like a Yoko from like the old videos I had just the old compilation from like wrestle manias but I never saw him as I watched wrestling yeah. you know? when, when I, I too is too early yeah. for me when I became more of a fan and I was able to access more stuff with him in it I I he's never like one of my favorites no, no, but no. I like I watched him and I was like I can see why people liked working with him he was when he was at his peak, like athletic wise for yeah. his size, he was very good. Well, it's funny. I don't know if you guys struggle with this. Probably not key so much, but like you, Adam, like when you get in the mood to watch wrestling, like you always kind of go back to shit that you watched before or whatever. Like, yeah, because there's so much stuff that I didn't because I started in 2000. Right. So there's so much shit I could go back and I'm just like, eh, I don't want like I don't feel like that was part it. of the reason I liked doing our old podcast because yeah. we'd watch older shows that yeah. maybe we hadn't seen before. And I was like, cool, maybe I'll see stuff that I haven't seen yeah. before. Like it's it's weird, though. Like I, I have such a weird knowledge of so much different shit of yeah. stuff I know that I didn't see live. And I'm like, how do I remember some of this stuff? Yeah. Like, but yeah, that's that was something I watched this weekend too today because I didn't have anything to do today. I still got to finish the daily interview. I'm so bad at piecing you, shit you together. Got a like a couple of days for the Sasha one comes out. I know you're gonna be gung ho and watching that one when it first releases. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, I want Orton on there. Damn it. Not he'll be Sasha. on there soon. He'll be on there Patience, soon. Randall. Patience. Patience, Randall. All right. So we are we are at Danny's segment of the week. Um, the mountain. The mountain has been climbed. And we are rushing into the segment. Um, Danny revealed on Twitter, he was the one who tweeted it, that we this week we're going for best moments. Now, I took this very open-ended. Sure. I took this as wrestling moments that I enjoyed, could be wrestling moments that you think transcended the business, wrestling moments that changed the business, like whatever. Wrestling moments that you just personally thought were incredible. And all those are good. All those are good. This is what I explained to Keith earlier when he was naming some of the ideas that he had for his moments. And I said, you realize this doesn't have to be just things that you experienced. Sure. This could be things in general. Like his Keith list was literally like 
his debut. My first match. I'm like, that seems well, narcissistic I mean, to moment, throw on Mountain Rush. <laughs> in this scenario, that wasn't how I looked at no, it. No, I, I, and I had, ch- I have changed um, to thinking more transcendent wrestling moments. Really putting examples in, but I was like, ah, that might be too because then you yeah. might be, yeah, yeah, feeding might be ideas examples, too. Yeah. But, you know. yeah. So, um, but either those work. I mean, wrestling. Yeah. So, th- so, so this is uh, we're we're still going on the wrestling. Uh, for the Mount Rushmores. Do you have any plans to maybe deviate from wrestling at all? Oh yeah. And in the tweet, I believe I did say that some will be wrestling and some will not okay. be. Yeah, so. No, it's fine. As long yeah. as it's something that you think that Keith and I can actually make a good list. Well, out sure. Of. Like yeah. if you're like, what's, what's your favorite uh, pre-workout? Like I think no. Keith and I are just going to be like, I don't know. No floor. explode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Alex Hammerstone is using. I will take that. Don't worry, I keep you guys in mind when I when I do it, which what? is probably why we'll stay mostly wrestling, probably. But I mean, we got enough yeah, outside the, interest to uh, yeah. The Mount I, Rushmore of your lift, I would say, <laughs> and I think you'd both agree with this. I would say that I have more outside interest of wrestling than probably both of you. Where yeah, I could do yeah. lists of things that sure. you guys probably couldn't yeah. do. So. But that's okay. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No, but I mean, I could do this. Yeah, the same. We Keith all, we all have, we all have little, our niche things yeah, that yeah. we none, none of the Keith other and I are a little closer yet. in certain things outside of wrestling. But like, if you did a UFC fighter thing, like, yeah. Keith I would be, would be great. Be, yeah. I would be yeah. like, uh, Connor and um, Rhonda, and I don't know anyone else. I would name the people that I know. Right. And then I'd be with football. Exactly. That's why, you know, it's be, yeah. But I would probably name people, you know, if I did a Mount Rushmore of football, I could pick four people. Yeah. Yeah. You would probably name some people I'd make. Like Tom Brady would be on my Mount Rushmore of football. Bill Parcells. (laughs) Probably not. Bill Belichick. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So when I read this tweet last night, I immediately came up with four immediately. And then this morning, it sounds easy, doesn't it? No, but then this morning I saw a tweet and then I thought of three more, which replaced some of the ones I already had. So I will make, I will mention my honorable mentions. Sure. I don't know if yep. you will be doing that as well. Yes. Um, Who would you like to start? Who would you like to start here? You, me, you, I'll, me. You, I'll Adam. go last. Yeah. I'll, I'll start Adam first. And, yeah. All right. So my Mount Rushmore of great moments, I, they're kind of all over the place with different stuff. Um, Some of these are things that just happened that were pretty cool. Some of these are moments that I think change things a little bit. Um, so I'm going to start off with my, these aren't in any particular order, obviously. Uh, my first one is Triple H's return of Madison Square Garden.
This was probably the loudest crowd I'd ever heard when I kind of was getting back into wrestling. So at the time, I really, 2001, when I moved to California, I'd kind of gotten out of wrestling for a while. So then his return was kind of the thing that brought me back a little bit. I don't know if the timeline, I'm trying to think, but it doesn't matter. So that that moment is pretty great. Um, the crowd reaction. Yes. He's so overhyped for the promo. He's fucking gassed to the gills. Like it's. He looks fucking The badass. whole set, the whole, he's so badass. Like. The whole segment is so fucking incredible. Like they didn't need to go over the top to turn him face because that crowd turned him face. That didn't really have any long-term ramifications on the business, but it was still a really great moment. Uh, my second one is Daniel Bryan winning the title at WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan, Daniel Batista, Daniel Batista, Daniel Batista. Again, not a moment that transcended the business, but it was very much a moment that I'm just going off how I felt in these moments. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. the, that was a huge, the yeah. Goose, yeah. like the goosebump oh, moments. Yeah. Like if I saw the video and that's why there's another one and there's one I added and I'll tell you which one it is. And I watched the video today and it gave me goosebumps yeah. and I knew that was one of those moments. So there's, there's these moments that like make you feel a certain way watching them back and you're like, oh, okay, that was one of them. And this was one of them, him winning the title celebrating the ring with his sister and his niece. Um, the culmination of the months and months of them, obviously not wanting him to be in the main event, him confirming it in his book that he was not booked to yep. even be in that match. He was booked to wrestle Sheamus in February. And they, they pivoted away from that, which is what wrestling companies should do. Thank God. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Cause I can't imagine where we'd be today. If he, he would have been the guy that never won the title. Maybe yeah. he would have a 60 second match with Sheamus. That's this time. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That was one of those things that, you know, to be fair, that moment, that 60-second match that looked really bad, actually was to his benefit because it led him to the yes thing and it led him to everything else. Yep. So in a way, the match, that happening was beneficial to him, even though it looked at the time like Even it was at bad. the time, it was like, oh, did they really just do that to him? Yeah. All right, so my next one, um, The Rock returning in 2011 to be uh, was announced as the, the host, uh, host right? of WrestleMania. Yeah.
after seven long years. Finally! Finally! Finally, The Rock has come back to Anaheim! So this is a moment that I think most wrestling fans had wanted again for a long time. Um, it's, a, it's one of those events that I'm, I'm so bummed I wasn't at. It was in Anaheim. I'm so mad that I didn't go because it would have been one of those live moments that I would have been able to remember forever. Um, it led to the him and Matt, his matches with Cena, his matches with Punk. Like it, it, it was just a great moment. Him being back, you could tell he wanted to be back. Um, so that's third. That return, if I can cut you off, yeah, real of course. Quick, was um, I was dating Donna, who's yes. my wife now, obviously, but I was dating her, and she came over to visit, like just come over to the house or whatever. And I knew that The Rock came back, and I had it on fucking DVR. And I was like, hey, you're going to have to wait a second. And like I played it and I like felt like a fuck like I felt like an <laughs> idiot because I like legit fucking goosebumps like like the rock is the rock, man. Like yeah. he's like my top tier. So I was like, all right, you're going to have to. And she's like, what's what's this? Like, what's wrong with you? Cause she, she didn't understand. And that, but to me, like, because I always remember that moment for that. Reason. And that's the like, way I felt like just, if I had a significant other, I would have to try to yeah. explain Things like because they don't understand. They're not they don't. They don't get it, shit. especially if they're not a fan. The mm-hmm. only way they would understand if they are a fan. Because I don't think business. I even played wrestling around her up until like she yeah. knew I did it, obviously, and went to shows and stuff. But she never had me go like, "Hey, you're gonna have to wait while I watch this." Like, uh, and then my final one, and this was the one that was not on my list. So I'm gonna name my honorable mentions first before I get to the final one. So my two honorable mentions were the SmackDown immediately preceding or whatever whatever the word is for after uh, the announcement that Daniel Bryan had been cleared for return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched that the other day, the open when he comes out and the crowd is excited. I watched the end segment with him, Sammy and Kevin, and it was awesome. And it was one of those moments. I remember even at my th- age of 32, 33, I still got goosebumps and I was still fucking pumped beyond yeah. belief. So that was a great moment. And then the one that just barely missed out was the CM Punk pipe bomb. Yeah. So in my opinion, the CM Punk pipe bomb is what changed a lot of the business to what it is now, where guys that are Danny size, or Keith size have a much more realistic chance of getting to the WWE than what they did before that. Or guys who are just looked of as indie guys. Indie guys. Quote, so, unquote. So yeah. It basically led to an influx of guys who were indie guys getting signed by the company years later to where now NXT, that's basically what it is. Where a bunch of indie guys just got signed. Yeah, right. Where the be- where would you go to find the best indie guys is now? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. NXT. Like, yeah. So those are my two that just missed out. And the Punk Python was actually in there until I saw a tweet today. February 15th is the 17-year anniversary of Eddie Guerrero beating Brock Lesnar to win the world title. And now, here it comes, Cole. Brock Lesnar, out of the goal, out of the goal, out of the goal. Eddie Guerrero, DDT, out of the championship goal. He cheated. Eddie Guerrero. 
new WWE Champion! Oh my god, I Wow! I can't believe it! For the first time in his career, Eddie Guerrero is WWE Champion! Wow! Eddie Guerrero's mother! Eddie Guerrero's brother, Mondo in attendance! To watch Eddie Guerrero climb the mountain! Well, I'll tell you, Eddie Guerrero worked his ass off for so many years. I'll tell you, Eddie Guerrero did it, and that's Eddie's mom right there. Eddie Guerrero, wow, hugging his mother in great style. How proud of the Guerrero family of Eddie Guerrero. Tears streaming wow. down the face of Mondo and Eddie's mother. I can't believe it. Eddie Guerrero, everything that Eddie Guerrero has been through in his career. Everything that he's been through in his life. Eddie Guerrero with a standing ovation here at San Francisco. And not for nothing, Cole, it's well deserved. There is Eddie Guerrero, the new WWE Champion. I watched the video, immediately got goosebumps. Yep. And he hugs his mom and his brother. I'm always like, okay, that's it. That's yeah, that's man. going in there. That's got to go in there. Um, Eddie went through a lot to get to that oh, yeah. point. Eddie, they're mad. Eddie went through a lot of drug issues, almost died. Unfortunately, did the car crash. Dying. The car crash. Unfortunately, he did pass away two years later, a year later, yeah. something like that. So that moment now lives more. But I was going to say that moment lives on though. Yeah. Yes. And maybe it, I don't want to say it's more important because he died, but. It, it, it is yeah, very important it, it, that he did get his moment. Exactly. Because yeah. if, I don't know if you guys remember got, this. Yeah, he got that, But yeah. he was going to win the title like the yeah. month he died. Yeah. Like they were going to put the, I he do was remember, beat yeah. Batista and win the title. And that was going to lead to him and Batista feuding. So. And I always wondered that because in his book, he talked about how stressful it was to be the champion and how he wasn't sure about the pressure. And I thought leading up to, I'm like, and how much more of that stress, yeah. knowing he's going to be the champion again, might yeah, have caused him. Yeah, that, that's possible. I always thought that, like, yeah. how shitty that is. Like, that's yeah. But also, he said, I, I'm excited for an opportunity to get it again. Absolutely. So, so those are mine. Um, Great list. Thank you. Uh, now we'll move on to Danny, who is the master of ceremonies for this segment. Yes. So I will allow Danny to take the mic again. No order because it's all in one long fucking mountain so it doesn't matter uh triple h's return from the quad injury i specifically remember not being able to uh no no keep oh, not being able to uh stay up always to watch raw to finish watching raw because my strict parents with their curfew right and i remember legitimately begging my mom like can i stay up till 1108 to make sure that i because i was like you knew it's going to be at the end of the night and i was like just let me like I pointed at Keith because I told Keith earlier tonight that Danny and I would definitely have yeah, at least yes. one, one in common. No, and yes. I knew that the Triple that, H return yeah. MSG would be the one we'd have in common. And that's one. And we talked about it a couple of weeks back, but that's a video that I could play at any time. And I have the gym. And I did. Yeah. By the way, I watched all yeah, these things on yeah. YouTube just to make because sure I still had the same feelings the about same, them. Yeah. So that that's definitely one that sticks out. Another one that I kind of off the beaten path, but also a big moment is when Lesnar beat Undertaker. Into the cover, hugs the leg, the streak is over. You did it! You did it! You did it! You did it! 
Cause for me, I was like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. Like that's in my whole fandom. That's probably my top. Holy shit moment. Like I everyone, didn't expect that. everyone thought Taker was retiring yep. undefeated. I thought some like for me that just no, no. And I look at that moment as a negative per se, because I didn't agree with it. I don't agree with it, but it's still, it, it got people talking. So that's the biggest. Can you just imagine what it would have been like a few years later if Roman had beat him oh. and that had been the moment that he lost the streak. Yeah. The old man who can't hang anymore. Yeah. It would, the young man beating him. Yeah. That would have been so much more monumental than Lesnar beating him. Yeah. In my opinion, but. And then third, I will say AJ debuting for the rumble. company but when he came out it was because it, he was always a top like he, he was always top one or two on my list anyway like non WWE guys anyway so it doesn't matter but when he came in I was just okay let's I was there with you do. yeah we fell silent there, what, what could you say it's <laughs> just me and Danny just completely silent no reaction no. we're just like and then I think Danny just muttered is this real yep like are we watching and then I think Don Trees like are you happy and you're like Yes. Yes. And there was like very happy. There's no like it's so it was so surreal. Even yeah. thinking about it now, like now it's like normal that he's there. Yeah. But like thinking about it. And I watch it back and I'm like, that's that's a huge thing. Um uh, one that narrowly missed that doesn't hold a candle to like my moments, but it it's a big moment was when we were at the rumble and uh Jericho came that's, out. That was because deafening. Probably the biggest moment I've been to live that I can think of that was another holy shit moment. Uh, but my top one, or also secondary, would be the Eddie uh, winning the title. That came up today, the anniversary of it. And that sparks different emotions just because of that. But my top, and as controversial it is, it still existed to me, was the uh, Eddie and Benoit closing out WrestleMania 20. Right. Like, for me, there's no... It hasn't topped. I, I always thought the Brian thing was their way of trying to replace that. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean like, it's like when Lesnar left the company in 04, like you needed a new youngest champion yeah. to, you know, kind of get the fans. And that's how I felt they did with Brian. And it, it makes complete sense why they did it. And they, yeah, they, they do. And it was they, almost like carbon copy, like the, the triple threat. And then he goes, it's. They definitely want to forget yeah. that WrestleMania. But that moment, I'll never, ever forget that because that's legitimately the moment like. 
when Benoit won and then the whole celebration, Eddie came out. I was like, that's, I have to wrestle like that. That's my moment. And it's something I'll never, I'll never forget that. So that would be my, if I had to choose a top, that would be the top number one. All right, Keith. So now it's your turn. All right. Well, I'll start with a throwback and one that you guys didn't come up with. A couple of them you didn't come up with. Bash at the Beach, 96, The Third Man with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, but whose side is he on? What are you talking about? Whose side is he on? What are you talking about? Yes, sir! Get him, Hogan! Go get him, baby! Come on and get some of this now. Who's bad now, boys? Hulk Hogan arrived. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. What is oh he doing? Oh, my God. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What oh. the hell is going on here? I thought that was a pretty huge moment. And as a, w, a WCW fan, as a child, I like that one. I have AEW All In. I believe that was the first show. The big moment because it finally created competition again, which, you know, is good for wrestling. Yes. Kurt Angle to TNA. He is the former world heavyweight champion. An Olympic gold medalist. And arguably the greatest wrestler in the industry today. Kurt Angle is coming to TNA. It's real. It's damn real. (laughs) because i thought it definitely gave an air of legitimacy to a company that didn't have any and kurt was my favorite and then a relatively new one brock leaving the ufc and returning because it brought me back to wrestling for a little bit and it crosses over with a big thing i like the ufc the Austin promo at King of the Ring, Austin 316. AJ Styles debut at Royal Rumble, which I thought was big. And the DX Invasion, I thought was pretty awesome. That's what I remember. So those are my honorable mentions. Back to the angle thing real quick. Can you just imagine if TNA was run by someone competent at any point? How much damage they could have done with that fucking roster. roster. Oh my god! I, I sometimes know. think about that time that they almost brought in Paul Heyman, 
But the only reason they didn't is because they didn't want to let him get rid of all the old guys. And it's just so like mind boggling that it's just, I cannot believe that roster was, but yep. I mean, to be fair, they are on the way back up because they are now part of the kicking the door open. Yep. Whereas now, now this week, uh, uh, Dave Finley and, uh, juice Robinson are going to be on impact this week. So, Cool. So there there's a part, huge talent share going on there in all three a, companies. Yeah, Okada is going to be on his way very soon to AEW and Impact. Now, I Ooh. saw a tweet from somebody. Is ROH? They are not part no, of it. I, I thought I saw something of... Uh, but I didn't know if it was... ROH had a relationship with New Japan. Well, yes. They yeah. apparently don't anymore. Yeah. yeah, I mean, ROH is, in my mind, definitely on like the back burners. I, like, I don't even think about them. No. Like I'm like yeah. who's like I, we think about who's there like who's the top guys and it's, I think we talked about it last week yeah. it's just not to be fair they are they do seem to be running the most responsible tapings right now they do like a bubble when they do their tapings where they bring everyone a week before mm-hmm. they quarantine in the hotel in a bubble they do all their tapings everyone leaves they come back in a month or two and do it again so they are the ones I don't know what Impact's doing they might for all I know the Impact might be doing the same exact yeah. thing. Yeah. So. And I mean, like AEW, I think it's just lucky they're stationed out of Florida and they just don't have the restrictions. They don't have to do what everyone no. else has to do. They test. They do. They do the, yeah, they I mean, do the yeah. bare minimum of what they need to do. They're doing what they have. Yeah. So going back to your the angle. to yeah, so Let's one, talk about Keith's list a little bit. I remember like I remember watching that fucking video. The, the, the hype promo video, package. And yep. being like whole like I could not believe because it happened so fast yeah. and I could not believe it. And because the way he left WWE, if you had the stories at the time, it's he had tore in his hamstring. He tore his other hamstring. His neck was in. He was in bad, which is all true. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, just the idea that he jumped that fast. And I just, yeah, I remember that being a huge one for me. He talked about on the, uh, I think it was the Austin thing where he like was considering like killing himself during that period. Right. Yeah. Right before he went to TNA. Yeah. Hey. Well, I, mean, I remember hearing like, like the whole death watch thing, like after Eddie, after and Eddie, like, you know, like the fact of the absurd amount of pain pills he was on anyway, plus all the, it was. Yeah. I mean, I remember at the time that Eddie's death watch that they didn't release who it was. Did they, they just said there were no. a couple yeah. of supers and we just, we were trying to guess which one we're like Ray, maybe Kurt, maybe. Cause I remember I for the Eddie, tri- yeah, the Eddie tribute, it was. Shelton and Angle, I believe, that had a match, and they did a move off the top, like a fucking exploder suit, and right. Kurt pretty much laying on his neck. I remember that, and I was like, "God damn!" Like, yeah. But I remember that TNA, like, just the hype. But I loved his debut. I know a lot. Of, some people didn't like how it turned out. I, I his run may not great. have been the best though, but we all know why that is now. Yeah. But I, mean, but I still, I still remember that those that Joe trilogy. Yeah, like I thought with those that first trilogy that he had when he came in there. But it's funny because he 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 says that his TNA run was better than his WWE run, like just in terms of. Matt's quality, and I didn't Matt, see everything. And it's hard because, but, like, TNA's just not as memorable. Yeah. So the moments are going to be smaller. Like, they're just not going to be as impactful. So he might be right. But I rem- I definitely remember him. Yeah, he didn't lose a step. He was still moonsaulting off of cages. The problem is, I doubt very seriously he has a good memory of that entire no. time oh, in that company. Th- this is a time where he's like, I'm going to do a 450 splash. <laughs> that's the great I, just, I still remember I just that those stories I've heard from people who were there with him where just, he would literally be a zombie all day and then oh, right his, before he walk out the curtain like 
he'd be on. And then he'd come back and he'd be a zombie again. Like, Didn't the young bucks tell us that? I was trying to not oh, you say that in your name, but yes, I'm, that is who told there, me that. There, is, there were that some people who, who may or may not have told us yeah. in person. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it doesn't matter at no, this point because the, they're this, already. And I mean, Angle has well. Yeah, he's pretty much announced himself what his problems were, and he's and, taken ownership of all his problems. And so that's not, not too rare in wrestling. There's they say that a lot. Like there's people that are absolutely dead backstage. No, but yeah, he apparently he was like you couldn't fight he's slurring yeah. his words but i'm like the fact that he can go out there and yep. have a match any match of any yep. quality it's like eddie in that test match at mania people yeah. would say he was that's what we we're talking he about was like yeah. not he even was, able to exactly. comprehend what he's saying and i watched that match and i you could not never know i would never know and i believe we all watched it like no, i was yeah. like okay i heard this is the match let's go back where it's like this. when like, jeff hardy wrestles yes. sting at the end of a pay-per-view <laughs> You know he's fucked up because he can't walk. <laughs> they send him back out there, to, and they yeah. sent him out there to do that. To be fair, it sounds like he just kind of walked out. That's on his true. Own. No, I, if you believe Bruce Pritchard and mm. Eric Bischoff, which is exactly. Oh no, we were talking, and he just walked behind us and just stumbled on out. Yeah, yeah. His his music was playing, I think, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is a uh, very interesting moment in TNA. It. That yep. company has had so many things go wrong where it's just, if you just had someone who had any kind of intelligence running it, this, it wouldn't have happened. They're no. doing well now. I think they should rebrand themselves. I think they should try well, to get have, away from Impact Wrestling. Impact. But when I think of TNA, I, 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 to me, that's the same company, TNA Impact. It's the same. All they need to do is just stay consistent. Yeah. Just yeah. stay consistent for a couple of years and then people will take you seriously. Yep. I'll, I still never think they'll top. AEW even now, they don't have to. They're but working I think, with yeah, them. They're with yeah. them, so now they it can be. Yeah. If they can pull off, that's AEW's NXT, quote unquote. Like, look at how good they. All are. I know is Impact gets one match with Okada. Doesn't matter. It'll draw. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people watch that because yeah. the company that Okada was in. I mean. Is not the same company anymore. Theor- no. Theoretically, Okada has been in TNA. Before, that was Okada, and it did not go well. And that's you're going to be the Green Hornet. That has a lot to do, I think, with why he didn't want didn't to come want to, to WWE. Back, yeah. Yes, because he was at and a rumble. Yeah, he yeah. he was at a rumble a couple years ago when it was in Phoenix. He yeah. was there backstage, and I presumably he was talking with WWE at one point. But if there's any guy you'd think Vince would just love from Japan, it's him because he's big and athletic. So is Nakamura, and he looks. Was that the year where all of them were like in the crowd? Like Suzuki was in the crowd. Like I couldn't remember if that was a Rumble or they made so. in WrestleMania. Yeah, but it was just like there was like oh like Okada's in the fucking in the crowd, like yeah. in the crowd. Like I think Nakamura is more spazzy though. I think Okada's a different look. You think That's spazzy more... would be where up more of Vince's alley? No, I think I, I think Okada looks so clean cut, baby face, white meat. Yeah. Like he could really That's sell. True. But I mean. I don't trust that that's what Vince would do. Yeah. You just think. Um, do you I think mean, he could have a match with the big dog, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, and have a good one? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, no, I I, yeah, I definitely think he could. The guy? The guy. I'm just going to see how long I can do this before anyone reacts to it. I mean. What, what reaction are you trying to get? I don't even know. Whatever I can get. All right. Uh, anyway, I'm a big Roman fan, so I'm not going to talk shit. No, I mean, I, I, g- going from Cena to Roman, I'm like, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take that. You can't talk shit about the head of the table. He's the big dog. I mean, tables don't have heads. Well, he's the head of the table, so get used to it. 
if you don't like how your table is set, you flip it over. Is a quote I just read the other day. Do you flip your mattress often? Yes. Okay. That had nothing to do with anything, but I wanted to see if I could. Quote did not either. The quote did nothing for me, but thank you for the quotes. I like seeing your quotes on Twitter every morning. No, you don't. No, I see them. I see them. You see them. You don't like. You miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. There you go, Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Yes. All right, so on to the match review. As actually, you know what? Hold on, I forgot something. Hold on, we have one more segment that I forgot about, and he's oh. not—he's probably not even prepared for it. No, apparently not. He looks like he's on drugs. Oh shit! But does he oh. have a drug fact for us or drug information of the week? Do you have anything for us? I, the you know, angle. But Kurt Angle was once popping 60 Vicodins a day. No, that's not. Actually, I can. Did you know that there is a common over-the-counter drug that you can buy that can get you totally fucked up? It's called dextromethorphan, and it's cough syrup. And if you drink enough of it, you will hallucinate. <laughs> I think that's a pretty, and it's quite dangerous I think if you buy the wrong one. pretty common knowledge, though, isn't it? It is very common knowledge. Okay. Yeah, that I, you can, yes. I, I, I think most people know that you can get fucked up on cough syrup. But a lot of people make the mistake of buying the wrong one. You buy yeah. some with acetaminophen in it, you'll box your liver. You buy some with... From what I learned from Breaking Bad, there is cough syrup and meth, right? Now, that is Sudafed. It's a, Sudafed. It, is a, okay. it is a cough suppressant, but it's different than like just... Dayquil cough suppressant. It's in the cough family. It is in the cough family. And yes, there that is, you could just go buy two things of cough, not cough and cold. You don't want, I'm not actually, no, I'm not going to go into any detail on what exactly you should, that seems like a bad idea, yeah. but it's actually, you know, cheap All I and know easy. Is Chris's graduation <laughs> from high school. Oh no, Chris story. I was very sick the night before. Okay. All right. And I took about four NyQuil. Thinking they were dating. Oh, God. And so sitting there in the bleachers in the hot ass sun, I was fucking miserable. I probably worked the night before anyway. So I was probably exhausted. I was probably fighting sleep because I took four NyQuil. Right. You were- and I just remember like Donna and Holly sitting there like going like, what is wrong with you? And I'm just being like. Is that, if you if you mean four nut bottles, no, the, oh, the, oh, the, the tablets. Oh, is that, I was gonna say two, that is like third level. Yeah. I'm like you would have been. Yeah. They call it robo tripping because you can't like you walk and you feel like a robot. Is that your worst <laughs> experience of not getting sleep the night before? No, I don't think. I believe you told me once you stayed up for two days when we were at Sears. He stayed up for two days straight to a point where he was hallucinating somebody like watching. Like that I don't was, remember a little no, girl that was or before his wedding. And that was oh, that was before his wedding. It, it was literally his bachelor party, quote unquote, at the bowling hour, where and he I, told us he walked up to a person that was sitting outside of his work. Yes, but they were not. Were there was no there. one there so that time. I was up for at least three days, and that is definitely true. If you hit three days, you yes. will start hallucinating. That was a, so. Three days, 48, what, 72? 72 hours 72 three hours. days. It was at least 72 hours. That's... And I think it may have been, because it was a competition between me and a coworker. Oh, Jesus and I was like, Christ. I, I got you. Like, <laughs> it, I'll tell you right now, if anyone wants to like have a competition with me about who can not sleep, you're, you're going to win because I am sleeping every day. It's not even a competition worth having. I enjoy Wait, sleep too much. Well, it, it stemmed from the old, it was the, I believe it's the Russian sleep experiment, which I believe it's fake anyway. But it's like where it's they, not fake. they kept the, is it not fake? Okay. Well, it's not fake. so I've heard several they, things, um, where they, they would, keep you awake. They, they would, they would, the way of punishing people back yes. in the days, they would force people to stay awake and they have like videos of these people. Yes. No, that's a tour. That's the a pictures yes. of people that look like fucking zombies. The CIA, because they've been well, up for 
That's a CIA torture. They use thing. that on Al Qaeda terrorists it's, in Guantanamo. They'll play loud music and they will not let them sleep, and it, they literally will drive them insane. They said so that it's, it's quite stem, literally torture. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's illegal from that. Yeah, <laughs> that. And then I believe the record was eleven days, like from an actual high school student that, and it said they cannot sanction the. Uh, the record because it's so dangerous. Like, you yeah, can't, you know. yeah, I was going to, for 11 days, I feel like yes. you'd be in a really, I was bad watching place. a house episode today and I don't know how realistic it is, but 11 days is when you'll die. If you get no sleep That's for 11 right. days, yeah. you will die at 11 days. So because always, it's like the yeah. lady had 10 days of no sleep and they were giving him 24 hours to, I think, the, I think the most, the, I think the most time I've not, I go without not sleeping is that time we went to that TNA show and we all fell asleep in the stands. Yes. That, yeah. that, that, because that, 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 that was literally, longest, Keith but. didn't go, Keith didn't sleep. Danny and I did not sleep because we were planning a prank on Keith of stealing his car and planning it. it. You did. I know, no, no, but we spent the night planning it oh, okay. while watching a Hell in a Cell DVD, I believe is what we did. We did not sleep before. So was before that the tw- show that Bola was the night before Bola's, or of? We both day of. We watched the day of, yeah, and I, then TNA. After. I don't remember any of that Bola. Yeah, I but, was because I, I worked overnight, so I was. I had literally. Well, I remember been Watts continuously grabbing you guys and shaking you. Now I remember because that was my first time seeing Danielson, and it was Danielson and, and Davey. Davey, and I was like, oh, like I don't know who, like Alex. Uh, Senator Alex Goff from Vegas. <laughs> he always councilman. He always get it said, right. Uh, he compared me to Davey in training, and I didn't know who the fuck. Like I was like, who's yeah, this yeah. indie guy? I don't know indie fucking wrestling, right? But and and Dominic, I don't know if you remember him in high school. Uh, I do. Yeah, and he was a super wrestling fan, and I was like, oh, you watch WWE? He's like, no, I go to PWG. Yeah, and like, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like I didn't know. But at the time, it was AJ, time, Joe. We thought, I remember, like, I th- we thought TNA was like, this yeah. is some subversive. Yeah. Have you, do you have Fox Sports Network? Yeah. Apparently, there's a wrestling show on there. So That's he, like 06. Yeah, yeah, like he introduced me, and I had no idea like what it was. But even up until I debuted, I didn't really know indie wrestling. Yeah. Like To I be fair, the only reason we went to the first PWG show that Keith and I went to is because Alex Shelley was on it. Yeah. And he was wrestling. Seth Rollins. We did watch ROH, and that's how we yeah. knew more than yeah. we didn't start watching ROH. I don't think because we didn't know anyone on that. Then PW. how do we know who Alex Shelley was? Just TNA. TNA. Yeah. But and it's they, funny. It goes to show you how one guy can lead a yep. you know, like, yep, where it changes your complexion of what wrestling is. Yeah. I mean, I know. I really. I remember recently. I turned on NXT for the first time in forever. I'm like, oh, Alex Shelley is going to be teaming up with. Michael J. Yeah. Asian Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. I don't, I didn't remember his name, yeah. but you all knew exactly Maybe what I was talking about. <laughs> I, I talked about him about an hour ago on the yes. podcast, but thanks I, for listening. I No, I didn't know who that was when you said that. I, I don't remember. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen him work other than that tag match. Alex Shelley, I will. I, we've watched New Japan shows he was on where you probably have seen him. I mean, no, I'm not saying I didn't. I just don't remember ever yeah, seeing yeah, him. Yeah, that's completely that's, different. That's different. Yeah. Not remembering someone. Yeah, no, I different. just don't remember ever seeing him wrestle. I know I remember Danny really liking him and going like, who's the dude who dresses like Michael yeah. J. Fox? That's my memory of him. Yeah. <laughs> or Alex Shelley is a guy that I always really enjoyed watching wrestle. and Criminally underrated. I wish I appreciated him more when he was like active, like more I, active and you know what I mean? Like, I just see stuff and I'm like, he was so fucking good. Like just technically yeah, again, technical a guy in a so, fucking yeah. criminally underutilized and him and Saban. Oh, there are so many, I, mean, I was going to say Saban. They have yeah. so many guys that they just shit all over bringing in like old veterans from not, and I'm not talking about Kurt or like, yeah. as, Rhino. As like, much as I love 
fucking love the X Division segments with Kevin Nash and yes. Alex Shelley. Yes. You know, as, as much as I love those segments, like he should have been doing way more. Yes. Like, but those are top tier. They're, if you ever get a chance on YouTube, look them up. They're so funny. And I hated Kevin Nash, but they were fucking yeah. hilarious. Like, but it's just another one of those guys you bring in. It's like, yeah, you don't need Kevin Nash yeah. here to act because he was he was there as a wrestler too. I'm just like, you don't need that. Kevin Nash's segment where he did the thing off the top the rope, top but rope. they never actually they never showed caught it. it. <laughs> Always messing with uh, Sanja du- about being on the juice. On the, you're on the juice. <laughs> you're on the gas. <laughs> and that's another guy. Like, so he's a guy that I I respect his mind. For the business, but Nash. I fucking hated it. Yeah, Nash. When I he, just, I couldn't, and I never got the NWO because I never watched it. So it was like, but I understood his impact. But you watch like former no, WWE stuff, and you're like, this guy fucking. Sucks. I mean, it definitely but, hurt the business because it's the cool guy heel. We were talking yeah. about earlier the cool guy heel thing that I'm like, uh, yeah, I think drives me and, crazy yeah. the cool guy heel yeah. thing. Like the so like when and you, like you made the joke earlier, like oh heels can't do cool things. I'm like they shouldn't. Yeah, they yeah. shouldn't be doing cool shit. You can do kind of cool shit, but you shouldn't be wrestling a complete high-flying style if you're a heel. If you're a heel, you don't want to do things that are going to get you over. You know what my thing was when I would do is when they told me I couldn't do cool shit but be a heel is when I would be mid-dive. I would (laughs) Or, yeah, or you'd, like, stand up. that would be my solution. You'd 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 flip right into a kid's dialysis machine and you'd pull his cord out. Move on. (laughs) Sorry about that, dude. Danny is a big heel. Uh, his last match he wrestled, he was a heel, and so was I. Yes. So I cut a promo match. with Adrian Quest. Shitty it was match. a shitty match. I don't really yeah, remember. It I asked you to watch it, and you you said you would. You never got back to me, so I assumed. I did watch it back, though. You, well, you never got back to me. I was like, I did? hey, can you tell me? And you're like, yeah, nothing. I would feel like I would tell you if, it was ba- if I thought it was bad. Mm. I think I liked it more than the Devin match. Yeah. I was literally about to say, I think I watched both those. I think I liked the quest match more than the Devin yeah. one. If I remember correctly, I think I watched both of them now. All right. So let's go on to another indie promotion from uh yesteryear of uh, pro wrestling gorilla to which we've all been to many shows, many probably been to more PWG shows and WWE shows yeah. as a combined unit. Um, Yeah. So this was in 2011. Yeah. October of 2011. So, I don't. So all that stuff we we teased last week. I don't think that Adam <laughs> Gins. I don't Adam. think Adam Ginsburg went to the show and with we us. We didn't see him. We did not see no, him we when did. we were watching back. But he might have. He still might have been could. there. But I don't remember. I remember going to his show with him, and I always thought it was this show because the the moment at the end, I always felt like I remember talking to him about that too. But I don't know. Yeah. Would Ginsburg have even known? What yeah, that, he would have known who yeah. Super Dragon was, I think. I think he had a knowledge because of Gary Yap. I think he would have known. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe, um, yeah. Who Super Dragon was. So anyway, this is 2011. Um, my first big takeaway right off the bat is uh, I really, really enjoyed going this during this time period when... <sighs> this one thing I became so frustrated with PWG over the last couple of years is it became such a fucking like niche fucking... Event. Celebrity event with Dave Meltzer's there, Sophia Vergara's there, but she doesn't really know what it is. Ticket prices are like a hundred and fifty fucking dollars. I just it just it lost some of its luster to me when it turned into that. And I hate doing it's like when a band becomes like mainstream. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I liked watching the show and seeing people in the crowd, and I was like, I remember that thing, I remember that. I liked not looking in the crowd and go, Oh, there's Ryan Satin, oh, there's Dave Meltzer, there's like 
aren't they in like an actual like not arena but like a theater they're in like, like a, they're in like the globe, the globe theater. theater but i'm talking about even at the end of recita like Meltzer yeah. was front row taking notes during the show oh yeah so vergara and joe maga maga magalini was there it uh, always like reminded me of like say you're like a friend with someone in high school and then like all of a sudden they come back the next year and they're like popular no. And then they like just shit all over, like they act like you never existed type of shit. And That's what PWG remind me of. And I hate the being this guy, but they like, big timed their yeah, fan, yeah. their real fans. I will see these tweets from people who started going to shows in like 2015. They're like, this was one of the best moments in Reseda history. Yeah. And I'm just like, you don't know. You weren't going to these shows in yeah. 2010 and 11 when it was literally at its peak. Like, you're talking about there are guys now who are main eventers in WWE, but there were guys yeah. that are literally at the top of the card in WWE on this show oh, yeah. and oh. AEW on this show. Like Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly yeah. were making their debut on this show in PWG. Like, and now they are about to feud in NXT. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things that just became, and like everyone always do the thing like, well, they got to make money. And I get that. Yeah, I get that. But like, you literally at the expense of alienating people who actually wanted to go to the shows. Like I couldn't make the decision at the last minute or the week no. before to go. I had to buy tickets a month in advance and pay $150. Yeah. And that's just not something that I would, I think we paid for this show. I think $40, we probably paid like 40, $40 50, 50 bucks yeah. at max. We paid for this. And it show. was one of those things where you could just drive on up there, stand in line and you'll get your ticket and go in. You now, I don't know. Maybe not you, that, maybe at this yeah, for this show, I think we, a little I, more. We prepaid the I'm Once seven say, hit, yeah. it was like, yeah, we got to have to. And that's fine. I don't mind the, 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 the venue. Yeah. Full, no, no. But I, I, it became that thing where like, I can't go, but like all these other people are going who are like super famous. And I'm like, but this is supposed to be an indie promotion. Yeah, right. So, and that's P- just my, my, the longest my time, yeah. PWG was very niche for indie fans in Southern California, and like, yeah, it got too popular there. It's kind of like, oh man, which is good and bad. It's like, good. Well, positives, I mean, because but there's negatives to the the diehard, which we were diehard. We absolutely, went every month. Uh, yeah, if I could, if we could go to the show, we would go. Yeah, and like or every other, whatever we would try to month, yeah, we try to go as often as possible. Yeah, if the card looked good, but then at a certain point, if the card looked good, it didn't matter because you had to literally buy them when they went on sale. And I'm like, yeah. There are very few things that I'm going to sit no. online and wait for 11.59 midnight for me to buy tickets to something. There's yeah. very little things I'm going to do that for. I didn't love the venue. Uh, like, it would get hot, venue standing sucked. room only venue. But I'm like, yeah, like, I would rather pay $40 to go to Reseda than have to pay $150 because you guys are renting out the Globe Theater. And that's going to, yeah, that is going to be expensive. That's going to be a huge venue cost. Yeah. Like, I'm just like... Yeah, because because the, that was the thing that drove me crazy is because I know they weren't paying anything for that venue. No, no, I, I think it was basically uh, we can run here and you guys are going to buy a lot of booze tonight. Yeah, and they made their money. You're going to make all your money back in the in the liquor sales. So anyway, let's talk about the match because I don't want to bury PWG fans in 2015 who think everything they're seeing is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Uh, so this is a match: Kevin Steen versus El Generico, two of my all-time favorites. Um, oh, of course. You know, El Generico sadly retired from the business. He's an orphan in Mexico. Probably from this match. I mean, yeah, he took a hell of a beating in this match. So I, I will reveal that I did read a rumor recently that he is a, a distant cousin of Sami Zayn. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Isn't Sami Zayn Syrian? I don't know. One's Mexican, see, one's Syrian. Of, yeah, yeah there's a little see. bit of resemblance, sure. so it's it's possible. 
Plausible, even. I mean, yeah, they both have that goatee hair when they grow it out. And it, I, and so, I got that yes. shoulder hair, too. That shoulder, so they, that hairy back. That's very, so yeah. I would, I would, lead, I would lead me to believe that I believe Generico probably trained Sammy how to wrestle. That's something I would believe. They have a similar style. It's almost like I, they yeah. did the same movesets. It's almost like they are the same person. No, the, the, gene, the Generico had a couple of extra moves. He would do like this, the, the, the buckle... Brainbuster, like he had his own. He has his own moves. That's true. That's very that, true. That Sami Zayn, yeah, didn't copy. And of course, Kevin Steen is now Kevin Owens in the WWE. And there's only um, one of those. There's only yeah, only one Kevin. There's only one Kevin Owens. Sometimes, depending on what the week, there might be two of them. They, no, that just that he just looks like he's two of them. Yeah, he's actually been pretty good. So <laughs> no, I, don't, I, know. I don't want to make jokes. I don't want to make too. So um, so am I. But anyway, yeah, he so, started fat. He'll finish fat. Yeah, I I can't even. In all seriousness, I can't even tell you the amount of fucking times I've seen these two wrestle live. It's, it's fucking insane. They bleed together. I'm like, is this one better than the ROH ladder match? Is yeah. this? Yeah. Just in general, I've seen them wrestle one-on-one here. I've seen mm. them wrestle one-on-one in WWE. I've seen them be in ladder matches in WWE together. Like, I've seen... Yeah, from ROH, live, PWG, like, live, not live. Yeah, I, we've seen them wrestle. I don't know if I've seen them wrestle in ROH. I don't think I, I I'm not, not maybe not live. I'm not I'm talking. I'm talking about like this was a live experience. Yeah. That we had. So like I'm trying to think because I because they wrestled the night after the Nola WrestleMania. They had a one on one match and I was like, I just hear people going, oh, that's that's awesome. These guys are going to wrestle. I'm like, yeah, yeah it is. it's definitely I've never seen it before. And then they had a a killer match that literally they probably got thrown together in yeah. 20 minutes before the show started. I'm like, it's. It's like if you, it's like if you and Danny. I was gonna say right there's now, some like, people. That's what it is. You work enough, you don't really even have to plan it. You just kind of go we like, have our yeah, spots numbered we, one, yeah. two, three. Yeah, oh, you, know, you don't even have to know. He he can just be like power slam spot. And if he starts doing a rolling thunder, I'm getting up and I'm gonna power slam this shit. Like it's just like I just know like. But anyway, this match seemed like it was very much the opposite of what they normally do because it was a lot of. Uh, Violence, yes. we'll say. Yeah, this was a very violent and brutal match. It was slower than I remember, but because they just took it out on each other and just beat the shit out yeah. of it. Again, that's a thing you can do with your friend. The closer, yeah, because that. your friend's not like in wrestling. Sometimes when you hit somebody, they call it a potato. So usually, if you're wrestling someone you don't know and you hit them like that. They might take it personally. They might get offended. And it might, might cause, get a receipt. <laughs> might get a receipt, some drama. Now, when you wrestle your friend, you, you are hard. going to get a receipt. And it's okay because you both know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. And especially if you're comfortable with something like you'll, like me and Danny, friend, we'll talk about, yeah, we're going to be stiff tonight. And it's like, well, yeah, we have a headbutt battle. So, of course, we are. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, like, you know, going in, like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you're gonna drop me on my head twice. And I'm gonna try I'm gonna try to backflip that tiger suplex. Yeah. If not, I'm gonna just go right on my head. It's cool. Don't worry about it. But it's that expectation <laughs> of like you're so close with this guy, yeah. you've wrestled so many times, you have to top it. Yeah. What's oh, the way you, to top it? By beating the shit out of the other do, person. Do like, it more, yeah. Like, you know, more drop on your head, more, you know, neck yep. bump. Just more yeah. and more and more. Just higher spot, higher so spot. These guys, just like Hero and Punk did, I'm sure like they I've like I haven't seen nearly the amount of matches that you know, Owens and uh, what's his name? Generico. Generico. Gener- yeah. That Gener- L-, L Generico. Steen and Generico. Steen Generico. Is. Yes. Steen is one of those. I still call him Steen. Is that? I usually just say Kevin. Yeah. Kevin's That's, good. 
You're Kevin right now, yeah. It's 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 the thing I do with Brian. I just call him Brian. Yeah, and yeah. But like, it works. That yeah. can work either way. I could be Daniel calling him Brian. Daniel Brian. Or Brian. Yeah. Dan- yeah. If I say Brian, you know who I'm talking about. Yes. Because I'm obviously not talking about too sexy Brian Christopher. Or oh. Brian Cage. I mean. Or Brian Cage. Future rest in peace. You can't be that big without your heart exploding. But anyway, you just got to beat the shit out of that person. <laughs> oh, was that, was that too mean? I'm just saying. The dude is fucking... Brian Cage Taylor, who's Brian on the show, Taylor, the who, fighting Taylor boys, who with at, Russ Taylor, three hundred now an NXT superstar. Yes, so good for him. Good for him. Yes. Um. Anyway, Keith, what did you think of the match? Watching it back after probably haven't seen it in I've 10 seen years. Year. No, I thought it was a. I mean, it was right up my alley. Hard hitting, lots of high spots. They definitely didn't hold back Are on you anything. The high spots like, guy. Do you like high spots? No, I, I mean I've been known to like a like a high spot. I mean. I've also been known to like a technical classic too, though. So Just so I'm everyone quite... knows, when Keith wrestled, if you have seen a move in WWE video games, Keith did that move. I know. He did every move. If you want, I literally would just create move sets for other people we worked yes. with. You want to move? I, I got a move that you can do. <laughs> I had to at one point ask Keith, do you do this move before I came up with a move? Because I had so few. That I'll have to cover it with Keith before I would do the it. The answer was probably yeah, because yeah. I literally did every single. If it came to my mind in a match, I did it. But the thing is, me and Danny had our own ring, so we could just practice yes. every move I wanted to practice whenever. So yeah, it really Which helped. Is what's lacking in like wrestling, I don't know how it is nowadays, but wrestling schools where it's very elementary. Yeah, like- I, I remember New Wave wanting us to write down our move list yes. and we wanted four or five moves and I'm over here like, I cannot the whittle down majors, the right? 250 minors and majors. Yes. Like, I will not be able to ma- narrow down the 250 things I do. Mm-hmm. To, and I'm just like, I won't. I, I didn't. Like, <laughs> You shouldn't have to make a list of your moves. I no, think I think it, bad... I, I thought it was just stupid. I was like, it limits me. Why would I want to limit myself? Like, wrestling... There are certain things I would do every match. Yeah. These are yeah. my signatures, but I'm like, I'm going to, if I want to pull a fisherman suplex that I've never done before, I'll fucking throw a fisherman yes. suplex. If you really sit down and like watch a wrestling match and analyze how many actual moves are done in a match, mm-hmm. there's maybe four or five yep. moves done. Like, and not you my you don't really notice it. No, I think I think even in like matches you had, you really, probably yeah. didn't have as many moves as you thought. It depends. You had, yeah, I mean, you it, had a, it depends on who you had a like. repertoire of moves. Yes. But I bet if you watched a match with you and Danny, I bet you didn't do seventy moves. I bet you did maybe five at most. Like, uh, it's like, the, are you going to count a scoop slam as a move? Like, no, 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 no because no, no, no. a scoop slam is a move that everyone should do at and, some point. And on a card, plex. you're going to see if there's seven yeah. matches, you're going to see seven shoulder tackles. No, yeah, yeah. that's not a move. No, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't arm drags. Yeah. No, I don't. And those don't count. But I mean, I would, I would, I wouldn't. When most people would just pick a guy up and do a snap suplex, I instead would just do a random yes. throw. I'll yeah. do a T bone, an exploder. I'll German you. I'll belly to belly. I, I hated just doing like a snap standard, suplex, yeah. a standard suplex, because that's what everyone does. I'm like, no. Uh, so, Danny, what did you think about the match? Uh, Watching fantastic. I mean. Uh, it's hard sometimes for me with these matches because it's like where do you rank them in terms of the matches we just watched the last couple of weeks where they're it's so different classics like, yeah. like pure technical or yeah. whatever but i mean but it's good to mix stuff up yes it, well absolutely but this is just pure insanity like i mean i, I ladder matches are my favorite gimmick matches quote unquote or whatever um i always wanted to be in them growing up like so anytime i see someone like just the spots these guys come up with is freaking ridiculous. Like it's crazy. 
I mean, even like, yeah, just a simple thing. Like, I'm just going to suplex him on that freaking ladder. I'm like, that's a hard bump. That's oh, a yeah. shitty bump to take a T-bone on a ladder. Like, ugh. Do you have a dream uh, gimmick match that you'd want to be in, Keith? Like, if you had to pick? TLC. TLC. Yeah. Yep. With Super Dragon. There you go. <laughs> I always say that, like, I love last man, last man yeah. standing matches if they're done right. Yeah. My thing with last man standing matches is it should not be the first match of a feud. No. It should be at the very the end, end of it, when, yeah. oh my God, we can't figure this out where we keep, there's no finish. So this is the finish. One of you guys is going to basically kill the other one. Yep. So I, I that's one of those matches I, I would love to be in someday with somebody oh, if I ever wrestled again. Was it JBL and uh, Eddie, right? Didn't they have that great last man standing match where fucking... I don't know if that was the last man standing match you know or if it was an I quit match. Yeah. Okay, but I do I remember I it do. was a... You're talking about the, the bloody, bloody match. The match. Blood yeah, match. That wasn't a no, that wasn't last man standing match. No. That match ended in DQ because Bradshaw passed out. Yeah. By the way, the APA Untold on the network is also a very interesting documentary if you want to net, uh, watch a documentary on the network. I got a lot to catch up on. That's true. Uh, all right. So, Danny, what would you give this match rating-wise? Five. I mean, Five? Okay. Sh- I gave it a four. So. Yeah. Keith? Yeah, five. I I mean... I don't know if it's quite a five, but probably four, four point seven five. Okay, you can get. So, uh, Close I I don't think it was a perfect match, but I thought it was a great great match. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I've seen it a lot, so it's again, it's one of those matches. You put it on, I'm gonna watch it, but it's like I don't have to really intently watch it because yeah. I remember the match vividly. I was there for it. Do I've you watched have it a favorite ladder match? That sticks out like that. This is my this is my standard for ladder matches. The first money in the bank, probably. Yeah, I think for me it's uh, Edge and Christian versus Hardy's. The the first the uh, Terry Invitational. I, I was think that's my first. I was gonna ask yeah if uh, if uh, TLCs count as a ladder match. Yeah, because yeah. I would I'll, do yeah TLC yeah. any of the TLCs at WrestleMania one, two, or three. I loved them yeah. all. Yeah, I just like the money in the bank match because I thought that match was. Pretty original and it had a lot of yeah. interesting spots. In oh, it. conceptually, like that for what wasn't the first one at twenty one? Yeah, when yeah. we saw it, yeah, yeah. No. Great. and to and me, Shelton's spot. Inarguably, always, yeah. you can argue this. It's the only Money in the Bank match that was any good. Yeah, they all very much yeah. pale because you can't they all try another to, one that no, is good no. since then. Uh-uh. Well, and because like when Shelton runs up the ladder and does that die, that is the most unique at that time. Like, yeah, sure, it's been done since, but I'm like at that time when he did that, I was like. That was probably the craziest spot I've it, ever seen. It made Shelton Benjamin. It made yeah, yeah. The first TLC like, match that was at WrestleMania 16, I believe. That, that was, was the first. A, that the was triangle. a that was a triangle ladder like, match. Yeah, I like for me that's so overrated, and it's like it's People, a ladder match. I know they fucking worked their ass off, but the next year 17 is fucking. Oh, 17. That's yeah, that's that's like, if that was if I had to pick a second one, that would yeah. be it because I mean, that spot with Edge and Jeff yeah. is incredible. When you think back that like when ladder matches and everyone would go, oh, Razor Ramon and Shawn yeah. Michaels, I just laugh because you watch that now. I'm like, man, have well, ladder like match. Triple H. Rock and, <laughs> like the ladder matches have evolved yeah. from when they were first like thought of. And you got, man. You got to think the Hardys and Edge and Christian. Yep. Like, they, they took the ladder and they went to the most extreme. But at which the time, of course, Michaels yeah. fucking like that was like, oh, but that was big. big deal. Oh, yeah. Like, when that's... he just does the splash off the top of the ladder, that was a big deal. I mean, and now you think about it, it's like kind of funny. Like yeah. <laughs> that was a big Michael's Kate Helen or when the cage, he does it off the blue cage where he does the elbow through the table. And I'm like, man, until Mick 
gets thrown off the top, that's a huge spot. I think that's the only way that things are going to get cool again for big spots is if wrestling kind of devolves a little bit yeah, back to just comes yep. down. We're normalizing bit, yeah. like just inside the ring and then you turn it into like, I think having a hell in a cell pay-per-view is such a bad thing or a money in the oh, bank yeah, yeah, pay-per-view. Yeah. It's, it's such like what I really enjoyed was every year knowing at WrestleMania, you're going to have the money in the bank. That was cool yeah. because then you knew. Because back then, not everybody got on the card. And it's a great Probably way to get all, so you don't have now. to get all these other matches on the card and just yeah. fill it so full. All right. So we're done with that for this week. Uh, four, five, and 4.75 for the ratings. All pretty good matches. All yeah, pretty no. good matches. All right. So for the next um, set of matches, I'm not going to give specific uh, criteria. So we'll, I'll just say pick a match. I already know what I'm picking. I've been back here since a couple of days ago i tweeted about it so danny you're up so danny what will we be watching presumably next week here before we record the podcast yes so it will be from wrestle kingdom 10 okay and we talked about before it was uh we talked about nakamura last week and how he was you know he faced ibushi and then he faced aj on this show um this match we're gonna watch though is ishii versus shibata so this match is just a straight Completely different from the ladder matches or completely different from a technical uh, masterpiece. This is a throwback to us just beating yeah. the holy shit. I was going to say, I have not seen this yes. match, but I know what I am in store for just from hearing Shibata and Ishii. Now, I remember seeing this match when we would watch the Wrestle Kingdoms, like, and I knew of both of them, but I wasn't aware of the impact really on the Japanese level. Like, you know, in terms of, oh, how big is this guy? And, right. You know what I mean? The hierarchy of it. The hierarchy of but, who, yeah. And I remember watching go like, well, that's great. Like, that's what Japanese wrestling is, right? But, like, I really got in Shibata or got really into Shibata, like, following the Okada match. So it's almost like a reverse engineer. You, you've gone career, back, yeah. Because that match is, like I said last week, is pretty much, a, yeah, it's a, obviously a top four for me. And so when I look back at Shibata, I'm like, I wish... I fucking knew him like, so sometimes I'll go and I'll watch like old Noah shit from like old, in 04, yeah. and I'm like, God, this guy was so fucking great. Like, and Ishii, it's yeah, another guy. Ishii just, took a long time to grow yeah. on me, but because for me, it's like one of the guys I look at. I'm like, I shouldn't like this guy. Exactly, but <laughs> and, and it seems like yeah. oh, I don't, I you don't want to not like a guy just from his yeah. immediate look, but it, he kind of had that. Like, no, that's the point of wrestling. Yes. But yeah, yeah. But the point of wrestling is give me an appearance that I'm immediately not going to turn you like, off yeah. to. That's what happens to me with Marco Stunt. Every time I see yeah, him, I'm, like, I mean, no, I'm not interested in you, buddy. And this match is another one for mine that it's one of those I could put on at any time, and it rekindles my love for pro wrestling. It's actually not that long. So no, it, no, it's not. I have to let you guys know that the match I'm picking is probably going to be the, the longest match we're going to have watched. Okay. So that week we might Maybe try to see if we can a little get, get over a little earlier. It's <laughs> about a 40-minute match. So. Okay. Oh, well, then, no, because I'm, yeah, I'm not. Like, how long was the match tonight? I didn't even think it's about like it. 20 minutes, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, it so, didn't seem that long. Yeah. I think Nakamura and Sammy was 22 minutes. This will be the yeah. longest match that we watch That's by far. Match. Unless we watch Okada Omega. One if we those, if, if one, one of us ever picks yeah. Okada Omega, that has to be a match we watch on our own time. Yeah, it, it's literally. We'll it's one, watch it's one of the reasons match. why I will not, because it's an hour. Yeah. It's the same reason why we don't pick movies to watch. Yeah, because we can't sit here and watch a movie. And then review the movie. Yes. We can't do watch a two hour movie 
and then do a two-hour podcast. Yeah, it'll be it's just not in the cards. Five in the morning when Danny gets out of which here. Which won't be a problem for me or Keith, but obviously a man with three children. Hashtag blessed. Dad yes. life. Hashtag dad life. Hashtag blessed. All right, so I guess that'll do it for this week. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RandomCast. Um, follow me on Twitter, Adam JNPA. Danny's at Rick Ellis 88 And to continue the gimmick, Keith is Mind Your Business. Redacted. If, if you've Redacted. seen some of the videos, I've, if you've seen some of the videos I've posted, it's uh, I find more and more yes. ways to not reveal Keith's Twitter. Even though hysterically, I tag him he in every tag tweet. Me every time, and that's the gimmick: is I tag him every time, just so he knows the tweets are going out, so he can maybe like them or retweet. He's not gonna retweet them because. And I will tag you guys next, next time for my. Do you have rush? You already know what it's gonna be. Uh no. Okay, I was gonna say, if you know what it is, just reveal it now. Sure. Because then yes. we'll. But I, I, I usually know. have one or two that right. I'm I think about. So you can't wait. Yes, I'm I'll very excited to do another Mount Rushmore. Can't wait. Can't wait. Bart Scott. Bart Scott. New York Jets. New York Jets. He would get it. Um, All right, guys. So anything else you want to say, Danny, before we sign off for the evening? You got anything? Any more thoughts, prayers, anything? Keith, you have anything? If the Seahawks trade Russell Wilson, I will kill Judy Allen. I don't know who Judy Allen is, but uh, look out because someone's going to murder you. It'll be like the scene in uh, for Green Star Marshall. What are you doing here? Paul Allen's sister, the owner of the Seahawks. Yes. Paul Allen, who died last year of... Rest in peace. Probably some cancer. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Um, Unlike Paul Allen, we're not going to die of cancer. We're going to be here next week. Ooh. To do a spoiler alert. You know what? Hopefully. Fingers crossed. No, listen, listen. I might have COVID. I'm going to point something out. If we get cancer, we're still going to be here next week. If I got cancer, listen, and I screech went pretty quick. No, that, yeah, yeah, that, that, that kind of cancer takes you quick. So if I get a pancreatic cancer, I might be dead. But listen, I gave $20 to a man at Walmart today who told me they needed to get to El Centro. They had just left the Rady Children's Cancer Center for some reason there at Walmart. But I gave that man $20 out of the goodness of my heart because I'm a good person. I don't want to brag, you know, I'm a good guy. Pay it forward, everybody. Pay it forward. Pay so, yeah, it forward. I won't die of cancer simply because of that. Well, I'm, I'm good then. Yeah, I, I'm sold on that logic. Exactly. If you do good things, bad things will never happen to I you. That's evidenced by almost longer. anyone. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dan just threw $5 on the table. Keith is stripping, so it's time to go. Um, thank you both for being here. One of you is in, just in your house and walked out of your fucking room. Like, doesn't take a lot for me to be uh, here. Thank you to Danny for driving all the way over here. Thank and you for the gas money, by the way. Thank you for the gas money. Appreciate <laughs> uh, We will see you next week for another shitty fucking podcast with all of us. Ugh. And... Up in horsey heaven, here's a thing. Trade your legs for angels' wings And once we've all said goodbye You take a running leap and you learn to fly Bye-bye, little Sebastian Miss you 
Spread your wings and fly, spread your wings and fly. 